Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Joining me as we break down all the market action. Good morning, Ryan Huang. Good morning, Michelle. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Um, what do you typically like to do on this day with your wifey? Oh, uh, typically it's just another day. Every day is Valentine's Day to us, I so love we that. don't really get out too much. We save money by not celebrating. Maybe we give each other homemade cards. That's about I it. Love that. Yeah, we had this ground rule early on in our dating days. Okay. Don't get carried away. Flashing the cash on Valentine's Day because every day should be the same. I love that. What are I, you up to? I will. I expect cash to be splashed on me oh, like dear. a waterfall today. Um, otherwise, you know, how else will I know that he loves me? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh, uh, I actually insist uh, on a home cooked meal. Yes, I, he's that a works great as chef. well. So the so, way to Michelle's heart is through her stomach. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. And to my good friend from college whose birthday coincides with Valentine's Day. Happy birthday, Ronald. All right, let's start. We've got a big basket of earnings to get through this morning. Filled with burgers and donuts and soft drinks, and we'll get to that soon. But first, just how did Singapore stocks kick off the year of the wood dragon? Did they all soar? Well, it was a close call, and the outcome wasn't clear until the final minutes of trade, but the ST I did start off the Year of the Dragon on a pretty positive note. Just how close was it? How close? It was 0.1% gains. So at least it's in the green. Mm -mm. So closing at 3,141. And let's take a look at a split across red and green. And that was slightly more green than red. At the top of the table, you had Singapore Airlines higher by 4.3%, followed by Citrum, Hong Kong Land, Wilmer. But by and large, it does show that markets are just keeping pace with what else is happening around the world, Mm-mm. watching for inflation numbers, which came out overnight. And that surprise really on the downside, as in it came, became, came in hotter than expected. So we are bracing for a sell-off today. The SDI's constituents were evenly split between winners and losers yesterday. The biggest gainer was a stock that really likes to fly. After all, that is its business. I am talking about Singapore Airlines. SIA proved itself to be a dragon, chalking up a 4% gain yesterday. All right, let's check in on Singapore stocks. We'll do that in just a while. But first, I want to head to the earnings front. And I hope you're hungry because my stocks in focus today are Burger King's parent company, Restaurant Brands International, Coca-Cola, and Krispy Kreme. What a disappointment there. All right, let's start with RBI, Restaurant Brands International. In addition to Burger King, RBI also owns Popeyes, uh, Firehouse Subs, and the Canadian coffee chain Tim Hortons. Well, RBI netted more than half a billion US dollars during the last quarter of the year. That is more than twice as much than a year earlier. So what is fueling Restaurant Brands International's strong performance right? Yeah, it is defying what else is happening for its competitors. So we are seeing, by and large, consumers starting to cut back on spending. But apparently, RBI, the likes of Burger King and Tim Hortons, those restaurants are still doing okay. In fact, beating expectations. So looking at the earnings per share, it came at 75 cents, higher than the consensus forecast of 73 cents. And then if you look at what is also being measured, same store sales that rose 5.8% beating the average 
expectation of 5.7%. So if you look at maybe a couple of potential reasons, one could be the marketing that was involved and, and does look quite interesting. So they had a program for free coffee for Tim Horton's loyalty members. And they also had a first ever Super Bowl commercial for Popeyes. So they've been trying to win back customers from their competitors. And it does look like those marketing efforts have been paying off after um, one or two years of ramping it up in the marketing department. RBI is doing much better than its competitors. McDonald's and KFC own a Yum! Brands have both reported disappointing earnings. Now, despite RBI's solid report card, though, investors sold off RBI shares overnight. Its stock fell 4.5%. Let's take a look at our second stock in focus this morning. Mm, Coca-Cola. Like RBI, uh, Coke's sales figures are coming in better than expected. It grows nearly 11 billion US dollars during the fourth quarter of the year. But its net income actually fell about 3% compared with a year earlier. So what strikes you when you look at Coca-Cola's numbers? Yeah, so what strikes me is price hikes. How have they been doing? They have managed to continue hiking hiking prices. But what the takeaway here for me is in past quarters, they have managed to hike prices by double digits. Mm -hmm. This time around, the price hike is in single digits. So if you read into it and you pointed out that the net income did not fare as well as the revenue growth, it kind of gives you an idea that people are starting to resist or push back against these price hikes. So even though it can sell more and bring in the revenue numbers, the margins are not as healthy in a sense as before. So that is showing a bit of weakness perhaps in where Coca-Cola is going on from here. Mm -mm. Demand for Coca-Cola products appears to be more resilient than that of its main rival, PepsiCo. Higher prices are denting Pepsi's volumes, but we're not seeing that with Coke. Coke's average selling price jumped 9% in the fourth quarter. That didn't hurt sales. Coke's largest growth areas are in juice, in dairy, and those plant-based beverages. Coca-Cola shares outperformed the market overnight, but they still finished in the red down about half a percent. Onwards, my friend, we had a burger, we've had a soda, it's time for dessert, and one of my favorite things in life, uh, Krispy Kreme donut. Are you, are you a fan? I am a fan of the plain flavor. I can't mm. go too much with the over-the-top toppings. They can add up to quite a bit. That is true. How about you? What's your flav- favorite flavor? Um, I, I do like the plain as well. There is something about it. I don't, I don't like classic. it when I have to bite into it and too much comes out of, of the actual uh, thing. But I do like those 12 um, donut boxes and then, you know, you just go wild. RBI and Coca-Cola have both exceeded expectations. How's Krispy Kreme doing? Yeah, so this is on the wrong side of the fence. It is disappointing expectations with projections of a slower well, um, outlook ahead. So the expectations or the guidance for the next few quarters not looking too good. And that's weighing on its share price performance. In fact, the Krispy Kreme um, company has missed profit estimates for its fourth quarter. And the... Guidance is also lacking consensus. So net income came in at one point nine million or two cents a share for the quarter. Right. After a loss of one million dollars or two cents a share in the year earlier period. So mm-hmm. that is just weighing on where Krispy Kreme is going and is now expecting revenue to grow five to seven percent for this year.
Let's look at earnings per share for Krispy Kreme. They've come in at $0.09, cents, which is quite a bit below the $0.13 cents per share that analysts were expecting. Krispy Kreme share price tumbled nearly 5% overnight. All right, if we take a step back, what lessons do you think we can learn from this latest batch of earnings announcements? Yeah, it's a mixed bag. So you've got some brands managing hold out. In fact, if you look at PepsiCo versus Coke, they didn't really fare the same way despite price hikes. People stay loyal to their brands. So I suppose it pays off to do marketing, you know, ramp up the brand stickiness. And that pays off in getting people to return to buying your what-have-yous, your brands that they love, despite the price hikes. So I think that's the lesson taking away what we've seen from the likes of Coke. Mm, brand stickiness. Let's take a look at broader U.S. markets now. The Dow Jones Industrial Average suffered its worst session in nearly a year. It fell 524 points or about 1.4%. The S&P 500 finished down the same. Tech stocks did even worse, though the Nasdaq tumbled 1.8%. Investors sold off after the latest inflation report came in hotter than expected. Prices rose about 3.1% in January on an annual basis that's lower than in December but still a full percentage point higher than the U.S. Federal Reserve's target. Housing prices largely to blame. They jumped 6% in the U.S. on an annualized basis. What do you make of these latest numbers? Yeah, there's a good overview of what we got overnight in terms of data. I think it comes down to expectations. We were hoping to some extent that we wouldn't need to see hotter than expected inflation numbers, but the market got it and they reacted. Maybe a ninja response. We'll see how that plays out. But right now, a lot of the commentary coming through is that a much rate cut is off the table. Mm-mm. So that's the, I suppose, reality that a lot of the market participants are starting to adjust to. Perhaps a rate cut not so soon. And then that is seeing markets go down. And of course, we've been seeing markets on a bit of a rally recently. So they've got to unwind on the next excuse, which we got with the inflation numbers. And also the US dollar has been starting to rise on the back of these rate change expectations. Not seeing any rate cuts soon is seeing the US dollar gain, especially against the Japanese yen. So that's the takeaway here. Maybe... The inflation is more sticky than what people were expecting. I want to take a closer look at uh, the inflation report on Tuesday, which indicates that services like hotels room, hotel rooms, restaurant meals, medical care, these are the biggest drivers of price increases. The prices of goods, on the other hand, like used cars, gasolines, groceries, they're rising more slowly. They're even falling. So while that is good, it is a concern that service prices are rising as it generally takes a longer time for these types of increases to cool off. And that could lead the Fed to keep rates higher for longer. Meanwhile, the higher price data led to a rally in the U.S. dollar overnight. It strengthened, as you say. It's trading at a three-month high against major currencies. Time for more earnings, corporate news. We do it up or down style. Let's hear the call on Marriott. All right, let's declare the hotel chain Marriott. And that is looking at a bit of a downer where you've got a profit for 2024 lagging estimate. So the demand in the US at least seems to be moderating. And this is coming off the back of the pandemic, the initial euphoria, the traveling around. Mm-mm. Now, well, that's returning to normal. So that spike of revenge travel is starting to show. 
Yeah, on the face of things, Marriott's profits look good, up 26%. But the hotel chain's revenue has come in below expectations and its profit outlook is disappointing investors as well. Marriott shares fell about 5.5% overnight. Let's look at Shopify. All right, Shopify, as the name suggests, would be a play into the e-commerce space. And it does look quite promising. They wrote on the demand that came through during the holiday shopping season. So we are looking at the fourth quarter results beating estimates. So they had a strong quarter for that December stretch and they expect to um, see revenue growth exceeding expectations. So guidance for the first quarter is looking quite healthy. Shares of Shopify tumbled 13% overnight. That's a down. Shopify's quarterly numbers have come in above expectations for the fourth quarter, but markets are focusing instead of uh, instead on its guidance for this quarter, which appears to be not so great, people. Let's look at Biogen. All right, Biogen is a down, and it looks like revenue and profit is down on what's called costs for Eduhelm, and this is the Alzheimer's drug, and sales have been slumping. So yeah. it's been a bit of a drag for Biogen. So down for me for its fourth quarter. Quite. A shocker. The pharmaceutical's bottom line has been hurt by that controversial Alzheimer's treatment called Adohelm, which Biogen is actually dropping from its product list. So Biogen shares fell more than 7% overnight. For our last entry, let's bring the conversation back to a Singapore-listed company and the Centurion Corporation, which develops and manages worker and student accommodation. So how is Centurion doing? Is it up or down? Yeah, profit guidance is Good news. So we are looking at the earnings come through with a surprise upside, I suppose. Uh And the earnings increase is expected to come in from net fair value gains on investment properties recognized in the full year period for FY 2023. So look out for the numbers coming through on February the 28th. That's it. The company's already telling investors it expects to report, quote, a substantial increase in profits. That's an up for Centurion in my book. Okay, let's turn to the world of advertising and more specifically Super Bowl ads. That's what I'm looking at for our last word today. More than 123 million people watched the American football game. This according to preliminary figures. And that explains why companies spend millions for a 30-second spot that airs during the sporting event. It's America's biggest. The production quality is often really high and there are plenty of celebrity appearances. I wonder if you saw the one uh, for Uber Eats, which stars Ross and Rachel, a woman's delivering a package to Jennifer Aniston and looking at the bag and she says, I don't know how you could get all these things on Uber Eats. I've got to remember that. And Jennifer Aniston replies, well, you know what they say, to remember one thing, you have to forget another. And then Ross shows up, he calls out to Jennifer, goes to give her a hug, David Schwimmer, I mean, but she doesn't remember him. And he tries to prompt her saying they worked together for 10 years. Still no luck. You wouldn't forget me, would you? (laughs) We'll see in 10 years' time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Did any ads catch your eye? Yeah, the thing about a Super Bowl is it doesn't just attract the football fans. Even if you're not a fan, you just want to catch your adverts, you know, keep up the goss and find out what new products or what new trends are starting to emerge. So on that front, mm-hmm. it's interesting to see a lot of the old names like Usher um, starting to make the rounds again. So that's interesting. You know, people trying to remember the old times, banking on nostalgia, marketing to some extent. 
Yeah, yeah, I get that. When I saw Ashes, I thought, what's he doing there? Beyonce used a Super Bowl commercial, though, to hint at the release of a new album. In social media, she then confirmed that the second album in her Renaissance trilogy will be released next month. And it's going to have a country theme. And I thought, oh, this is really interesting. We saw Taylor Swift sort of drop her album during the Grammys. And then um, during the Super Bowl, Beyonce markets herself as well and, and talks about going country. Gosh, this is the next big thing. Everyone dropping their advertisements, doing their thank you speeches. I know. It's all about self-promotion these days. There was a Tesla commercial during the Super Bowl, but Elon Musk did, certainly did not pay for it. In fact, a deep-pocketed nemesis, a non-profit group called the Dawn Project, bought airtime to call for a boycott of Tesla. They say that Tesla's self-driving technology is, quote, a reckless experiment that has claimed 33 lives. In fact, here's a little behind-the-scenes goss for you. Prior to the Super Bowl, Tesla actually sent a cease and desist letter to the Dawn Project, but that didn't stop the group. What do you think of that? Uh, it is a lot of drama and, well, we'll have to stay tuned for the next Super Bowl edition for the next sequel. For sure. Do you know what also is making the rounds in terms of trends? What is making rounds? People in their Teslas driving around cemeteries because they say the senses pick up ghosts. <sighs> <laughs> I'm not sure about that. If they believe so, okay. Oh my gosh, it's all over YouTube. It's all over Facebook. People in Singapore are trying it out as well. It's hilarious. All right, 9.26 on the clock. You have a great Valentine's Day. You too, Michelle. He's Ryan Huang. I'm Michelle Martin. Thanks for staying with us. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.